The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right. So, um, um, this is a minister's conference. So, I, I caught Pastor Leon at least three or four times asking that, what should I share? Because he's a prophet in my life. I said, what should I share? And he misled me. <laughs> Glory to God. So, I have a large note. But I hope I'll get somewhere. You know, I have a large note about. So I, I want to talk about maybe five ministry fundamentals that are essential. Then end up with talking about personal and finance, personal and ministry finance. You know, because you know I have talked to a lot of pastors recently, and everybody just seems to agree that money is the biggest issue that ministers face. So I wanted to share, and who else will share better than me? You know, because uh, we had it very rough. You know, I, I did a tweet. Because of our anniversary. And I said 14 years ago, we had to stop midweek services in our church because we could not pay 3,000 naira. And it's not like it was a fat, and nobody got angry like, hey, 3K, what is that? Nobody. Everybody was okay. <laughs> Everybody was okay. As a matter of fact, all the offering they gave us when I just started, I remember what everybody gave us. Personally, I told him, I said he gave us 12,500 naira. Was a I told him to show you how we were particular about the figures. Because there was how many checks were you receiving? I don't remember something. Those are the days that when a check gets missing, you will use heaven and earth to look for the check. So I also thought that that's a good place to share from. So um, so if I'm watching a lot of theology, Reverend K is going to share theology, and Reverend George is coming, there's going to be a lot of theology in their sharing. But it's the ministry class, I will just share ministry. you know, And you can go back and whatever you don't agree with, I agree with you. You know, so let me just put it out there. Let me just put it out there. So Paul says some very significant statement in the book of Corinthians. And these are five fundamentals, five or six fundamentals of ministry. You can never, I mean, this is, has, the Lord has led me in my own journey. So for other people's journey, it will be some other things. And the first one is mentality. One thing I love about the grace message is that it positions you in a place of rest and not in a place where you are demand conscious. It positions you in a place of supply consciousness. See, the Bible says this, that God has made us able what? Ministers. See, it, it, it means I'm wired for it. Everybody, I want to write something in your notebook. Who wants me to succeed more in ministry? Me or God? The reason why is that the moment you think you are more interested in your ministerial success more than God, you will struggle. See, you don't understand. I can't kill myself with God's work. We always say it, but we never leave it. But the truth is the fact that the person that wants to succeed in ministry has figured everything out. So, as ministers, we need to function from the place of rest. And let me say something about ministry. The older you grow in ministry, the more you realize it's a fact. Because all the things you thought will kill you and knock you out. You just remember how you climb over them one at a time and one at a time. And one. So now, I don't really get perturbed. I, you know, I mean, sometimes I have to remind myself, but I don't get perturbed. The biggest one that really challenged me was um, our island church, where we are currently. We're using a hotel, and they gave us a three-month notice to quit. How do you quit a church? Of people in three months and get a new place. It, that place is quite tough. You, will you, how will you move people in three place in, in three months? We we're even trying to get a place in one in a year. We couldn't get a place. So I went to talk to Pastor Sam and he said something very significant. He said that did God know they were going to give you quick notice? I said yes. So God knew. I said yes. So once you have provided for it, I said yes. He said so relax. You will find a place. And to God be the glory, we found a place. See, but that, what is that perspective? That perspective is the fact that I'm sorted. Amen. The ministry is sorted. See, the struggle keeps you away from God's supply. And what I'm saying is not just a confession, it's a mindset, it's a paradigm shift. 
is a mindset, is a paradigm shift. So when you think of maybe you are sent to a city, maybe you are sent to a campus, don't be like, I'm going to make it happen. Say, Lord, you've already made it happen. How can I tap into what you have made happen already? It's a mindset. It's a total mindset from the one that is trying to do something in ministry. So you need to do ministry. You know, when you have this consciousness, someone says that, you know, you know, maybe I should just share it. When God made man, he made man last. Why? Everything man needed had to be provided before man came. Man was a type of Christ. Of course, you know that the real Adam was a type of Christ. What do I mean? Because when you read the Bible very well, Jesus, the Adam was patterned after Christ himself. So much so that from Christ came out the church, his wife. From Adam also came out what? The woman, his wife. So if that happened in the Old Testament, what does it mean for us today? What does it mean for us today? What does it mean for us today? So we just need to really relax. So, so that's the first thing because I... So we just need to really relax and just know that God has done it. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Maybe let's turn... Maybe I, maybe I want to show you. So the second thing is capacity. I'm trying to run and not open the scriptures because if I start to read the scriptures, it's going to be late. But you can, if I quote it, you can let me put it on the screen so that you can just, so that you know. So the scriptures say something. The spirit of the prophet is subject to what? That's First Corinthians. It says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. This is what that means. No matter how anointed I am to prophesy, my capacity to release prophecy it's based on me. What does that mean? If I don't understand English, I only understand Yoruba. When prophecy comes, I will prophesy Yoruba. If all I understand is French, when prophecy comes, I will prophesy in French. So watch this now. So the spirit, which is the anointing, the grace of the prophet, is limited. By the personal capacity of the prophet. The spirit of the prophet is limited by the by what the personal capacity of the prophet. See, the same way it applies to the prophetic office, it applies to the pastoral office. The spirit of the pastor, you may have capacity to pastor a hundred thousand man church, a fifty thousand man church, but is limited to the pastor himself. So if you don't know how to relate to people. If you don't know how to talk to people, if you don't know how to manage part a certain position, although you have that grace, it will never function. Because the Bible says the spirit of the prophet is what? Subject to the prophet. So you see some churches, the pastor only pastor students. Why? The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. You see some churches, the pastor, once they hit 200, they are okay. No matter what he does, they can't grow beyond 200. The spirit of the prophet so, so is the grace there? The grace is available. It's the power that the power is available, but it's subject. So we need to expand because the first fundamental was the fact that there's no problem on God's side. The second one is that if there's no problem on God's side, then I have to expand my capacity. So when our church was about 600, thereabouts, I went to see Pastor Noel because our church stopped growing for one year. And Pastor Noel is here. That's why I said I have a little Kingsville story. I said, Pastor Noel, our church has stopped growing for like a year. And he said, don't you have cell systems? I said, we don't have cell systems. We only have the He said, how did you grow to 600? <laughs> and what he was saying was very simple. And he recommended one book. What's that book again? No, not cell church. Where is that? 200, 200, 200. You know, Breaking Growth Barriers by Carl George. Yeah, the book is by Carl George. He said, look at this book. I took that. I said, that's it. I read everything. See, I didn't read that book. I read almost all of fun of ourselves. When I came back, by that year, we had gone, by the year, two years after, we had gone from 600 to 1,500. Yeah. Two years after. You know, so much that he called me. He said that, I thought I was the one that told you these things. What exactly have I've learned that I've not learned? 
I said, that's a good, good about asking questions. What I know you don't know, what you know you tell me, and I add to my own. But what really changed was the capacity. You need to ask, see, you need to be sincere and ask yourself some capacity questions. The way I am, can I pastor a city church? Am I sure I'll not keep pastoring university churches? The way I am, can I pastor 1,000 people? For example, when you talk about multi-churches, multi Reverend K has run, I was telling, me and Pastor were discussing, when we were talking about Reverend K, was it last week? And I said, I, I said, Reverend K is really, it's done. I said, it is phenomenal. Because how do you leave a country and the church in the country is doing well and they've had multiple change of senior pastors? I said, there's wisdom that he needs to tell everybody. I said, because people sit down with the churches in Nigeria and the church is not growing. Is that not true? But that's capacity. But there's a way you have to think. There's a way, there's a way you have to think. The spirit of the prophet. See, watch the, the spirit, the operation of the spirit, the grace, the anointing, the enablement of the prophet is subject, limited. So, although you have capacity to pastor, the grace on you is 10,000, 20,000, 100,000. It will be limited by you. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So that's something that you So you have to ask yourself, am I developing capacity? And let me tell you something. The simple way you know if you have developed capacity is this. Ask people, am I changing? And if you don't, is your perspective changing? Is my preaching changing? See, it, it will not change in terms of theology, but there's a way you present it because your mental capacity, your scholastic power has actually been expanded. Some of you, every time you are preaching, hey, tell your boyfriend, tell your boyfriend, how many ways boyfriend and girlfriend at this age? Tell your boyfriend, tell your boyfriend. Or your example, you know, if you are earning money, you earn 10,000 naira. Who earns 10,000 naira in a month? So people in the church, they will just switch off. I mean, you go to some churches, the way they raise money, you can't come here. Amen. You can't because it's obvious that they think everybody is poor. You even see the pastor, I know the people don't want to give. How does a pastor say, I know you don't want to give? Are you speaking life or death? When you have a church that doesn't have a children's church, have you not told them that it's a student church? When a pastor does not pay attention to the children's church, you are seeing that people that have kids are not welcome here. When a church does not have car park, you know, you know there are houses in Lagos that there's no car park. So the landlord that said that, I don't expect you to have a car if you live in this house. So if you live in that kind of house and you have a car, you become a problem. Praise the Lord. So the spirit of the prophet, and these are just fundamentals, the fact that one, God has really sorted everything out. The second thing is the spirit of the prophet. The third one is this. is mentoring. <laughs> See, that mentoring, eh? I can just, I have, I just looked at the notes. I said there's no point. Mentoring. One of the blessings in my life is the fact that I was wise enough to know that I should not run the race alone. You know what I'm saying? So, some of you pastor in the system, but you are still lonely. I'm telling the truth. You pastor in the system, but there's a way you want to be by yourself. I mean, actually, when Despite the fact that America, all the things that happen in our church that are significant, I feed him. I say, okay, this and this and this and this happen. This and this. And what do you think? Okay, this and this and this. See, and it's not saying, okay, write me a check. He will today, praise the Lord. I, I confess, I use my faith in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, it's not saying, write me a check. But the reason why I do that is that he has gone ahead. See, some of you want to prove. What's there to prove? You suffer for, listen, some of you here, you are struggling financially, but at least you just put on suit and tie to the church, nobody knows. <laughs> How can I declare? See, you need to just be honest and say, ah, my sin. See, and it, there are many senior brothers in the ministry. We're well, all pastors, though, but there are senior brothers in the ministry, two of us. You go and look for the one, you say, ah, my brother. 
Some of you, you are banging your wife's head and you say, if you like, tell somebody. Tell. If they bond you, will tell somebody. Pastor Neo is here now. Pastor Book is here now. My wife has reported me to them too much. Too much. See, we are not looking for perfect leaders. We are looking for authentic leaders. We are not Jesus Christ. That's the truth. Pastor Noah, I fought him last two weeks. I said, don't do this to Pastor Buki. I don't like that way you did that something. Do you understand? He said laughing. I said, go and repent. It's how it repents. But that's the relationship we have. Who is like that in your life? That's the problem. So, before you talk, things have gone really bad. That's why people drop off the race. You see, if I want to stop being a pastor, there are too many people that I can't tell. I have, let me tell you, the only way I can stop being a pastor is that I'll just take my passport and take off. And change my phone and change my life. But if I'm in this city, you know people that will come to my house to come and have a conversation with me. Because I've built some kind, and this is just some accountability. This is not mentoring, just accountability. Before we move to mentoring, when you when you benefit of mentoring, one, there's speed because you don't have to learn everything yourself. By the grace of God, we pioneered the tent ministry in Nigeria. When Pascoma was going to do their tent, they came and saw. When Pascoma was going to do their tent, they came. And saw. Pastor Yemi came and saw. But because they learned from us, does not mean their tent are not better than our own. Because as they learned, they added more to it and went another level. We are working on something else right now. Me too, I'm going back to see those that learned from me and say, what is happening there? Let me see. So even mentoring, there are people that are ahead of you. You're on the same level, but ahead of you in certain areas. Certain areas. And you need to just learn and just say, you know, there's, there's no point. You don't understand. The fact that you learn from someone does not mean they'll be ahead of you forever. And that's the truth. So you need to just relax. Because sometimes you're like, how they look at me, how they look at me, how they look at me. See, I just, to- I just told you a lot of stories right now. A lot of stories. Pastor Godman, I've gone to Desta to wait for him for three hours and I sat in the reception waiting for him to see me. When I come to King's Word on Wednesdays, I'll go to Pastor Emi's Church, Global Impact, on Thursdays. Pastor Emi had to come and say that, you've come enough. Don't come again. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be here maybe tomorrow, next tomorrow. You know, you know how he speaks. But all that now, story. What is now? Praise the Lord. So, so mentoring, what does mentoring do for you? So you have to, so I, I know in the system, everybody say, oh, we have a father, we have a pastor, but are you mentorable? Do you actually submit yourself? Do you actually submit yourself? You pastor a church of 200. Someone in the system pastors 600. Can you go and meet him? We are both pastors, but can you teach me? There's a pastor that is doing well financially. Ah, sir, can you teach me? It doesn't take from you. See, the younger generation, I don't know what mentoring is. Why is it a problem? You need to know, those days when Reke just traveled and came back, when he comes back, we're all like ants. That sugar, you know, like just like, you know, ants just come. Just come. We'll just come to that over the, um, no, Maryland house. You know, just act like sugar. What? I mean, everybody was just trying to glean something. Sometimes there's a new Canadian book. Hey, the way if you can't buy, you just photocopy, you know, there are new series or new materials. Everybody does, you know, put together. The reason why is that, how much can I tell you? Because, see, when you hear from the pulpit, there are some things that need explanation. There are some things that have backstory. And some things, if you take them the way he said, and you act on them, it will confuse you because you are not at that face. Mentoring will give you speed. Mentoring will give you credibility. 
Mentoring will even open doors for you. If I want to go and preach in the U.S. now, I just have to call everybody. Okay, I'm here. Do you know anybody in this area? I'm telling the truth. I mean, I've not had the opportunity to do that. But that's exactly what will happen. Do you know anybody in this area? It's just, ah. And once he says, oh, talk with this person, you'll be like, that's fantastic. A lot of you that I don't even know, once he, I'm a pastor in Kingswood, I say, ah, Kingswood, I'm just, I don't, I don't know you. Why do I trust you? The relationship you came from, the lineage you came from, the tribe you belong to. You should not be in this great system and feel lonely. You should not be in this great system and fight battles alone. You should not be. You should be grateful. See, you don't understand. We as seniors pastors, we have to fight for it. I have to fight for such relationship because system doesn't bind me. We don't have meetings that compels us to come together. So when I relate to Reverend K, I don't have meetings that compels me. I have to actually find the way to relate with him. But you, you're going to have pastor's meeting, you're going to have this you're going to have this conference. So the greatest thing mentoring has done for me is the fact that all of this I shared, some things you just learn by being around. That's all you learn. You just learn by being around. As you see, you just notice that, and you notice this, and you notice that, and you notice this, and you're like, wow, notice that, and you just notice a lot of things. Praise the Lord. <sighs> Is it working? Do we need more theological content? I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Mentoring. The next thing, keep your joy. Keep your joy. Two important scriptures. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is what? Our strength. Once your joy is gone, your strength is gone. See, let me say something. Eh? You know, you know, Reverend, Reverend K., all those pastors, Pastor T, all of them have super faith. Pastor May, super faith. Me, I have what I'm dealing with. Pastor Noel, <laughs> faith, <laughs> faith spirits. I have what I'm dealing with. But you know what I noticed, eh? If I can just stay full of joy. Do you know how I felt when I told our church? I actually told our church we could not afford to pay for the rent. I'm an accountant. If we have financial problems, I'm in trouble. As a pastor and as an accountant, it's a bad qualification to have financial problems. I'm, tell, I'm telling the truth. The thing is that a, a lot of things will happen in ministry that will break your heart. Ministry is not for the light-hearted. There will be disloyalty. See, one of the closest persons in our church stole 60 million naira. In fact, when they confirmed he stole it, he was, we were lying on the bed together. We were lying on the bed. This is the only person that can enter my bedroom. We were lying on the bed and they just come and say, Pastor, I need the vision what's going on. He didn't know. He said, he, he stole it. And when he said he stole it, he was, we were lying on the bed with shorts and t-shirt and was lying he laid like this and laid the other way. And this guy had stolen. He was on my train when I got married. When my mother died, two people carried my mother out of her dead bed. It was Pastor Deji and this guy. And he had stolen. See, my blood pressure. See, my wife became sick for three days. She couldn't believe it. In fact, when I told him, he said, Pastor, look at me in the face and tell me you think I can steal. This is what he told me. He said, he said look at me. He said, look at me in the face. For eye to eye and tell me you think. Because he knew he had you know, it's not, you know he has you. He knew he had me. When they told me he did it, I said, I'm going to the office. I said, bring all the things, all the proofs. Bank account statement, bank account statement, this money diverted. I said, What? This guy had stolen 60 million that were discovered. What about the one we didn't see? He's an American citizen with a blue passport, he's a doctor. history. <laughs> See, so when the Bible says the joy, because listen to what the Bible says now. The old message says this way. It says with joy, what happens? We draw water out of the well of salvation. That means that joy is our pail. Once your pail is corrupted, you can't draw. 
Once you're paid, it's corrupted, you can't draw. I'm saying it because in the journey, there will be a lot of things that want to take your joy. Some of you are here and you say things like, oh, all of us are pastors. Oh, mm, some, some people are enjoying, some people are suffering. Oh, mm, let's not talk, talk. Some people are enjoying this, some people are suffering. Oh, mm. we, we all know who they are. Mm. They just say, eh, there's grace, there's grace. Some of us have not seen the grace. Let's be realistic. You say the life is on the top. Life is on the top. And with that kind of art, you can't draw out of the well of salvation. You can't. The joy. You must keep your joy. Right now, I know what I'm going through. I'm not going to, because some of you, the way you are so depressed, even church members can see it. The way your, your depression, the absence of joy shows in your message. You see, you see, Bible says, get to your pastors, you will not give. You see, he's here, he's here, he's here. Well, I just know that I'm following God, yeah? God will take care of me. You, you can sense the frustration. Some of you go to your rooms and say, which kind of calling is this? Which kind of calling is this? Which kind of God? Can't you just tell people that? Can't you just show yourself? Must you punish me? Some, some pastors are angry with God. You say, I'm telling you the truth. You are angry. You are very bitter. Sometimes about your wife. You, this is pastor and pastor misses. Praise the Lord. And you are wondering, is this, is this my husband a man of God at all? Everything, yagada, 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 yagada. Can't you just be real? Every time, ekiatu sutiati, ekiatu sutiati, ekiatu sutiati. Praise the Lord. Joy. Just joy. Just stay in a place where you are joyful. See, let me tell you something. Joy will keep you going farther than you can go. Like, like the Copeland said, if the devil cannot what? He can't keep your stuff. See, everybody look up here, please. No matter what is going right or wrong, there will be something you can be joyful about. And let me say this to you people. In life, good and bad always happens. What you focus on determines your atmosphere. Praise the Lord. What you focus on determines your atmosphere. Maybe I should now read, I want to read one scripture. Mark chapter 4. So what, what I've done is that I, I just thought the fact that um, in this ministry conference, ministry class, that I want to say things that have helped me along the, along, along the line, and I hope that they're also helping you. Because that joy is big. A lot of pastors are depressed. In case... In the U.S., 80% of pastors suffer from depression. 80%. Because it could be a lonely walk. Glory to God. All right. So, Mark chapter 4. Verse 26. And I, and I just wanted to see the principle of increase when it, when it comes to ministry and the, the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. The Bible says, and so is the kingdom of God. Verse 26. As if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should grow, and he knoweth not how. So this is where I'm going to. Verse 28. When it grows, the Bible says, for first, it, the earth will bring forth fruit of herself. First, the blade. Then, the air. Afterward, the full corn in the air. And if you notice the principle of ministry, most of the time, growth and explosion do not happen at once. The Bible says, first, the blade. See, see, you know what the blade is? It's something that appears, but it's not what you ask for. But it's something that shows that your result is on the way. You know, 
When you see the blade, I want to connect it to your joy. Once we see the blade, most of us get depressed. I'll give an example. So you are declaring and declaring and declaring. Let me use a, maybe a black life example. This really happened in our church. You know, I'll use two examples. One is, you know, an, an example and one is a real story. So you are, you are saying that, Lord, um, Lord, I want to get a contract for 180 million naira. You begin to declare and declare and declare and declare. Your normal contract, contract rate is 5 million. As you are praying and intensifying, you got a contract for 7.5. It's not 5 million you normally get, but it's not 7.5. And you get angry. You say, Lord, this is not what I'm asking for now. I said, I want this contract of 80 million. Listen to me. You did not understand that that's not what you are praying for, but that's the blade. The blade is meant to encourage you that it's working. It's meant to show you that it's working. So when you are praying for church growth, all of a sudden you just see that the finance went up. That's the blade. The growth has not come, but you can see traction. You know, and those things are meant to keep you going. But guess what? Most of us enter into depression and say, what is this? And we have bought the spiritual process. When the children of Israel are going to take over the land, he said, I'll give you the land little by little. That's what he said. He said, first the blade. He said, first the blade, then the air. 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 Then the full corn in the air and the fruits after. See the process. So there was a lady in our church. She had not had a child for about seven years. They've done IVF upon IVF. No child. So, she did one IVF and she got pregnant. I didn't even know she had gotten pregnant. She said, you're not going to tell anybody. But three months after the IVF, she just started bleeding. Miscarriage. Jesus Christ. She wanted to kill herself. She called me. You know, the kind of tears. The little, was, she was not crying. She was waiting. What have I done to God? What is your nature that I'm asking for? Am I asking for two more? She was willing. I know I tried to calm her down. I called her the next day. I said, I understand how you feel. But remember, in your entire life, you have never gotten pregnant before. I said, this is the blade. I said, once you are done with this emotion, Go into the place of personal thanksgiving. Kneel down and say, Father, I can see that at least I can get pregnant. I see my womb can walk. I see something's happening. He said, and begin to praise God. And begin to praise God. I said, if you thank God for the air and the blade, you'll see the foot corn. You'll foot corn. But if you don't recognize the air and the blade, the enemy will steal the best from you. She cried though. But one week after, she did what I said. The next month, she got pregnant with her IVF. And guess what happened? She had twins. The next month, the next month, she got pregnant with that IVA. But how many people can go through that? That although you have been praying for a thousand members, although you have been praying for a certain amount of finance, don't see it, you go. See, gratitude is a decision. It's not a feeling. And that's why gratitude, that's why the Bible says, when the one leper came back, when the one leper came back, the Bible says, Bible says, what does Christ say? Thy faith is coming back was an expression of faith. In ministry, because, because let me tell you, God will not leave himself without a weakness. He will not leave himself without a weakness. This is the principle of growth, of increase. So the Bible says, first the blade, then the air, and the fruit there, and the full corn. But question, all those things are meant to encourage you and say, wow, God is working. Ah, wow, God is working. Wow, God is working. But what happens to us is the fact that we see those things and we become discouraged. You will, you're like, hmm. Hmm. I, I was praying for a choir member. Is this, choir, is this guy a choir member? <laughs> you don't understand. Your prayers began to work. That was the blade. You want to join the choir, but you can't sing. Father, I thank you. I can see you are working already. At least nobody wanted to join the choir before. But now someone has suggested you can't sing. The one that brought the one that cannot sing will bring the one that can sing very well. And guess what? Every time the blade and the air shows up and you don't notice it, it might be difficult for you to see the full harvest. How do I know that? Romans chapter 1. The Bible says, when they saw the things that were made manifest of God, they became what? They became ungrateful in their mind. And God gave them to what? A reprobate mind. A vain imagination. When they saw the act of God and they were not willing to give thanks to God. 
the Bible says their productive power, imagination, became empty. And what you don't know is this. The seed of everything is in itself. True or false? So as that guy showed up, that's the seed inside. Glory to God. And this happens all the time. um, we, We bought a property recently. Reverend knows about it. So, this property. This property is about 1.5 billion naira. So, we went to raise money. I'll tell you what it is. So, I, I did a like, fun, like, we have one day we plan to raise money in church. So, we raised money in church that Sunday and told to give and to share. And, you know, you know we feed people, you know, we raise money with dignity. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't mess with, we, we don't, we don't harass people. We don't, we don't, you know, we do it here, right? Exactly. We don't go like, put your hand in your left pocket, right in your right pocket. Oh yeah, remove everything up now. If you don't give now, you're going to die. <laughs> you know, you know, we don't, we feed, we don't do that. So we raise money and when we raise the money. Hmm, the accountant says that. Uh, I said, how was it today? So he told me the figure. It is one for five billion. They figured they never it didn't <laughs> we had literally about ten million. I said, What is this? Of course it was ongoing. It was ongoing, you know. So but I thought that at least, you know, I had expectation, you know. I said, What is this? And my message came back to me, first the blade. Then, the, then God said to me, if it was less than that, what would you have done? Mm, I said, good point. Good point. So I, I put my head on the table. Father, I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Then someone just, I don't know, my friend had come for the service, all my personal friends. He just come and said, I said, I couldn't give in the church. He said, but I will send my, I'll send my secretary tomorrow morning. He said, I'm, I'm just going to give. And he mentioned, and what he gave was more than what the whole church gave. Oh, the whole church gave. See, that's why this blade and the air, if you watch, everything is connected from joy to days. Everything is just connected that way. Because, see, I know people that fall out of ministry, out of depression. And listen, for every reason people leave ministry, people are there and are going through it and have overcome it. By the time I had my first car, everybody that are my friends have had their car, their wife's car, driver's car, extra car. They had had, you know, and I'm like, you know, sometimes I even give this person my car. I'm like, see me, see me, see me, see me. I mean, I've felt that way before. <laughs> when you're like, why are you giving that book? I see me, see me. You're like, see me. Praise the Lord. What's happened? Well, just last year, someone gave me a Bentley. Yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked. Like, wow. I was shocked. Praise the Lord. All right. So I've said, so let me just round up maybe in about 10 minutes now. But has it been helpful? So be able to recognize the blade and the act of God in your life. Because, see, people, especially we that just started ministry, I mean, when you're as old as you became ministry, nothing can shake you again. Yeah, almost like the El Shaddai. Praise the Lord. You know. But, but when that just said ministry, a lot of things matter. People that you think will be there with you forever, they leave. When people leave our church right now, you know what I say? Father, they've left. I sow them as a seed. I, the seed. I'm not angry. Seed. So that the harvest can come. Because sometimes they leave and you are bitter and the end of it will not really show up. And what, you know what I discover? Those people, other will just show up that will do exactly what they were doing in a better way. In a better way. And you wonder, thank God this had to go for this to come. Praise the Lord. 
All right, so um, I finished one part of it, the five fundamentals. I just want to talk, we'll just brush up the one on finances and ministry. And uh, so the law, so mentality, capacity, mentoring, joy, and progress. Mentality, capacity, mentoring. And please do not be satisfied anywhere you are. You know, yeah. You know, um, I was talking about NK and they talking about this cathedral they bought in the U.S., and it just—I mean, just wonderful, just wonderful, just wonderful that they just progress. So someone said to me, "This land report, not our permanent site." I said, "I'm not saying permanent site." I said, "No site is permanent. We're on an upward movement." Praise the Lord! You can't turn this into a site. Praise the Lord! That's why we build in tents so that we can move the tents like you know Israel. Glory to God! <laughs> Hallelujah! So. One of the reasons why I wanted to put this at the conclusion was there's three reasons. Because when, because when a minister is not sorted financially, the ministry will suffer. Mm, I know you pass spiritual, you may not want to agree. The reason why is that most of the time, when you are not sorted financially, you can't have attention. I'm telling the truth. And that's why when you see some people come up with some doctrines, those doctrines are hunger motivated. That's the truth. When you hear how they will just renovate offering scripture. You'll be like, ah, ah. did this man read this Bible at all? So, hunger can lead to error. <laughs> Glory to God. That, that hunger can lead to error. Hunger can lead to error. So, so that's one of the reasons why I'm doing The second thing is that the, the negative part when a minister suffers is a family. When the financial pressure begins to touch your wife as a man or your children, then it can really get to you. And, and the reason why I'm sharing this because you must understand that, you know, almost everybody in this front row, all the time I've known them, they've always had cash. Almost everybody in this front row. As a matter of fact, I was trying to rent Pastor Steve the other side of their house. I was trying to rent it. By the time he told me the amount, it was so expensive. I, I didn't even negotiate because I didn't even want him to look at me like, are you that poor? <laughs> that house in our job, I was trying to rent the other part because I, he had told me, well, we we're going to stay here. I'm like, ah, you know, but I thought that he's my friend. I mean, they'll give me a good price. Then uh, we can pay in two installments or three or ten installments. We can even do monthly fees. So by the time he told me that, well, this is not really beyond me. There's a management board. And <laughs> told me, boom, I'm like, Hallelujah. <laughs> It just say, you know, it just have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you that as a, as a, as a 14 years ago, my salary was 5,000 naira. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. I'll come to Basnell's office. We can have Copeland's books and Capitola's books. I'm trying to sell to him because that's my alternative source of income. Because I will not beg. I will not beg, I will not manipulate. See, I, and I didn't have a car. I asked them, I'll, I'll come to that Thomas Alacor, come to all that office. I didn't have a car. So I just take a bus right there and go home. My person was driving a BMW 230E, then went to a BMW, then went to a Benz to a BMW, then he drives one, his wife drives another. I'm like, wow, this is blessed. Then Evan K was just out of my league. Praise God. Literally out of the league. Literally out. I'm like, wow, everybody's blessed. Then the first day, you know, I finally went to see Pastor T. He showed me the house, showed me the firm. I'm like, Jesus Christ, everybody in this ministry is wealthy. How can we all just be friends? This is not fair. <laughs> this is not fair. So, three things lack of finance does. It puts pressure. Then the, two, the second thing that even your vision the expression becomes limited. There will be things you cannot do when there is no money. Then the third one is that you really, money is a defense. So on Thursday, the government sealed up our Bagada church and said that someone had reported that we're causing noise pollution. And they reported it to the governor. So, you know, but you get to a place where governor doesn't even, you need a bigger name that's going to disturb your destiny. You know, so... By the time our guys went to the office, we're like, who are you people? Everybody has been calling me. Everybody has been calling me. He said, just tell them to go and open it. Just please, you just reduce your noise. He said, the governor called me. It's my person. That's it. And it's just because you have some amount of influence. 
And that's what... That, so, so the reason I'm saying this is that there's an extreme of prosperity teaching that makes self the purpose of prosperity. And I think that's satanic. I, I, I didn't choose my word lightly. I think that's satanic. I think that's what is causing the aggression on social media. Where you are blessed to show your blessing. Uh-uh. We are blessed to be what? A blessing. Zechariah 117. The Bible says that the Bible says the kingdom of God shall be spread about by what? Prosperity. Prosperity. Shall be spread about with prosperity. See, you need to make up your mind, not just to be a pastor preacher, to be a gospel sponsor. I'm telling you the truth. To be a gospel, you need to make up your mind to be a gospel sponsor. It's a decision you have to make. It's not how much you have in your pocket. So I'll say, how do you mean? The Bible says that David said, I, I want to be the house for you. God said, because it's in your heart. Not because you said so. Because many people say so and it's not in their heart. God, God said, because it's in your heart. He said, I will bless you for it being in your heart. There's a way where kingdom prosperity is in your heart for kingdom purpose that the floodgates will open. So my dream as a pastor has never been that everybody just to bring him, bring him, bring him. <laughs> bless you. <laughs> bless you. Bless you. Ah, my son, bless you. Ah, my daughter. Ah, you brought this again. Hey, bless you. Ah, no, no, no. That's not my dream. My dream is that when they are raising money, I, me, number one, and by the grace of God in our ministry today, I'm one of the frontline givers. When I say frontline, frontline givers. The accountant came to meet me. He said, sir, where do you get money from? I said, that's it. That's the way it ought to be. Because when you know how much I'm paid as salary, So the reason why you also want to prosper is for them to know that we are not here for money. Let them be freezing them on the internet. We are not here for money. <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. But you just have to make up your mind. Some of you are not ministers. You are workers. You are leaders in your church. You know, you are leaders in, the, you know, in several ministries or churches. You need to make up your mind that way. Before I had my first one million was given, I gave my first one million at 25 years old. 25 years, I gave my first one million. When did I give my first 10 million? When? Since when? But I just wanted to tell you something calculating. You will lose the message. After the message, by the city, they are not calculating. If that person asks you, come and ask me. By 25, 26, I've done that. So about finances. So you need to make up your mind. And the truth is this. If you know me very well, I'm not a materialistic person. Nah. Nothing. If I pray, whatever I cannot give, may I never have it in Jesus' name. See, my prayer to you, whatever I cannot give, may I never have it in Jesus' name. This is my prayer. My next goal is that I want to give God one million dollars one time. So when it comes to ministers, so this is personal ministry. I'm, 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 I didn't divide it from the. So why am I considering personal first? The reason why is that most of the time, when a minister is not doing personally, is not doing well personally financially, it cannot go. To, the ministry will not do well. It's like priests, like people. So, as, as a pastor, you have to sort you, you have to let that thing work for you first. In fact, let me tell you something, eh? If you don't prosper financially, even your brain and spirit will not work. There's a way where you are on a beach, lying down in a vacation. Ask Pastor Myron. Ask him. I see pictures. <laughs> Ask him. Praise the Lord. There's a way where you are using lantern to read the Bible. Like you say, Kilote, we know. There's a way that it will not be, you know, you'll be, you'll be wondering that what's he saying? You say, and Jesus comments, coming, he didn't come. And you're like, ah, this Bible is easy lying. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So, so, so that's how I want to flow from personal to ministry. I'll just flow. So some of the laws will apply to ministry, but I want to start from personal just to me. So the first thing is just understand the natural laws of money. Just understand that first. So the extreme of word of faith is that we are so supernatural that the natural, the natural laws of money are just about three. You create wealth by value creation. By value creation. 
The second thing is what they call it. You, you save wealth by management. The third one, you invest by insight. Just understand it. So, they said full-time ministry. Hmm. Full-time ministry, what means you don't do anything except ministry? Hmm. My brother, if that definition is correct, nobody's in ministry. Pastor Debo has business. Bishop Debo has business. Pastor Chris is a businessman, as a pastor. I'm telling the truth. Even Paul was making tents. But the difference is this. The business can never be your focus as a minister. That's the difference. Because you're, 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 see, I'm, my prosperity is to form the kingdom. So the goal is the kingdom. It's not the business. Because there are many of you here. Someone says, eh, my church is in the village. But there are things in the village you look for in the city. Start loading us alubosa, onions. Send it to Lagos. We'll buy. Don't, so you must find a way to create. Then also manage. Put a little ratio. Put a little ratio. And say, this is for savings. This is for this. This is for this. Just this advantage natural. It's not even a spiritual thing. This is a natural lot of money. And invest. There are good places to invest. There are things you can invest. Some people here bought houses in Moe and all of those kinds. They become gold today. So the natural principles of money, because also this is the area where I feel that see a lot of pastors and leaders feel that God has not been fed to me when it comes to finances. They're like, God has not been fed to me. I cannot say God has not been fed to me. I cannot say that. Praise the Lord. So the natural, then the second thing is this, uh this, the mindset, and this is where renewal of the mind comes in. There's a way you can get to the point where you're like, there's nothing I can do. If I'm going to be blessed, I'll be blessed. If I'm not going to be blessed, I'll not be blessed. That mindset is the fixed way of thinking that says that whatever I do is determined already. You can't do that. You have to think some other way. What are the other ways you have to do? You think, you have to think that if I take some decisions, if I take some steps, that's the first one. Then the second one is scarcity and poverty mindset. Look at the story in 1 Kings. The Bible says that the woman brought a case to Elijah and said, Sir, they want to take my children away as creditors. You know what occurred from that story? I want to say, when your husband was alive, why didn't you come to Elijah before he started borrowing money? But poverty mindset does not make you value your assets. Elijah in their life was, a, was an asset. Because it could give them prophetic directions into what they could not see. When you have poverty mindset, all the things that can translate into money, you don't see them. You walk past them every day like this and you don't know you are walking around cash. So that means that if the woman was the head of that home, they would have never borrowed money because she would have had enough wisdom to come and see the prophets. But it's a mindset. A pastor can have a property mindset, sir. See, let me tell you. Someone said, how do I never have a property mindset? When they mention money, you go, hey, that's poverty working. There's a way that they will talk about money. Like, I just want 1.5 billion. 1.5 billion. Billion. Huh? Uton. Lobaton. I said it. That these pastors. I said it. See, because, because let me tell you, because I'm t- you don't understand. When Rebecca was going to go to America, most America, that was when he bought that Benz. And very impressive, he said that he said, I'm going to go to the US, but the Lord has just bought his Benz. I said, hey, Thank you, Jesus. You know me, I didn't have tire. But I, you know what I said? I said, I'm coming. Why? What God does for one. You, you are surprised how much those stories stay in my mind. I'm telling you how much they influenced me. I saw the testimonies, it didn't overwhelm me. It's rather reinforced in me that God could do something for me. When you have poverty mentality, when you share financial testimony, there's a way you get angry and depressed at the same time. Give, 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 give. I don't even know what they're giving. They will not tell us the truth. Is it that? Glory to God. So 
So the mentality, there's this poverty. And, and, and listen, once a pastor has a poverty mentality, that's the worst. He will spread to the whole church. The whole church will be full of what we cannot do. What we cannot do. If we had money, what we cannot do. What we cannot do. You need to ask your wife. She will know if you have. Except she has with you. I say, honey, do I have poverty mentality? You'll be surprised that if she's honest, the answer you get. Because poverty will just literally arrest you. And the third thing is this. Are you provision-minded or you are demand-minded? What's provision-minded? And this is a very powerful mindset. This is from the Word of God. So please, please look up here, everyone, please. And I'm going to close now. So, the woman went to meet the prophet. He said, they're going to take my kids away. We owe money. The prophet said, excuse me, please. What do you have in your house? The woman said, excuse me, sir. If we had something in our house, we would be here. We have nothing. See, the prophet was bringing, and this is the place of the prophet. This is what we pastors should do. We should help them see themselves the way that God sees them. We should help them see the potential in the human spirit. We should help them see the capacity, the, the enormous productive capacity of the human spirit. We should let them know that Christ in them is the hope of glory, that their past has nothing to do with their future. Let me tell you something. Sometimes pastors are, we just post big stories on something with Rolls Royce and this and that. It confuses people. They don't know your story. You need to tell them. You need to show where your shoes are at holes. Praise the Lord. I, I put some picture up recently. Me, Pastor Emil, is wedding. Oh, did you see the court? This way, this way, court challenging court. What, have you seen where suits can slap people? <laughs> Pastor Landa had the audacity to say he bought the suits from London, uh, from America. I said, give us back our money. We're defrauded. Because it's good to show today. But you need to see, you need to see when case pictures in Ife. <laughs> do you see, you, but case, do you see Pastor, Pastor Noah? You just see head, I just not see body, praise God. That's what you see, you just see head, I not see body. My wife told me, said, it seems as if you are growing life. She was saying, as if you are growing life. I see your face. I said, yes, so. <laughs> I said, those days, his son. <laughs> his son. <laughs> ah, because when I was younger, I used to preach everywhere between my one and secondary school and another university. I preached in 200 secondary schools. Not church sent me a personal mission, no funding. So my shoe, I put extra sole in front and back so I can be healthy. Extra, you know, extra, sole protector. You know, sole protector. You put layer. There's what they call layer. You have to so protect on that. So that when they start eating, it will be eating gradually. When you are walking like this, it's like a polar. You'll be walking like that. And I'm saying this because sometimes these are the stories you don't hear. These are the stories you don't hear. But although we were physically that way, our mind was not where we were. We were persuaded of another kingdom. We had another mindset. I'm telling you, see, um, my late mom, one day she called me and said that there's something wrong with you. I said, why? You see, the way you just mentioned million, million, million. She said, are you more than this? <laughs> I, I said, mommy, I'm loaded. <laughs> I was never even wise enough to take him quiet. I said, mommy, I'm loaded. I'm loaded. I'm loaded. I said, just go. <laughs> see, they may look as if, you, some of you are students right now, they may look as if you are not wise. Just keep saying it. Just keep believing it. The Bible says in the city of Ephesus, so mightily grew the word of God and he prevailed. Just keep believing it. The world is ours. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The silver and the gold belongs to us. We are the seed of Abraham, possessor of heaven and of earth. We have the blessing of Abraham on our spirits, on our soul, on our body. Anywhere we step our feet, we possess. We are not just talking it, we are taking it. How would we take over the world if we don't have the money to do that? 
See, it starts from the mind. Provision thinking thinks this way. These are provision thinking talks. This is what it says. It says, the Lord has supplied already. That's what it says. Why? It's giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So when the woman came to Elisha, and this is the principle of provision, he said, what do you have in your house? See, where provision thinking starts from is this. I have something that can translate into my financial destiny. I have it in the seed form. That's what we should think. I already have it. See, I'm not going to get it. The woman said, I have nothing. He said, you can't say you have nothing. It's okay, a pot of oil. So, see, <laughs> the woman, Eli, the prophet pointed the woman to what she had. He said, one, you have a pot of oil. He said, two, you have human beings that have become, could become possible financial assets. He said, first of all, go home. Go to your friends and go and get buckets. Go and get dresses. Secondly, the oil. Start pouring it one way to the other. Then three, you have a talent. You can sell. Go and sell it. The woman did not know she had the three of them. See, Bible says God will always give seed to the sower. There's something you have that carries your financial future. But the why you don't see it is that it's in a seed format. And others have told you that it means nothing. There's something that I'm telling you that I will give you. So I just look at next year and I said, ah, well, I need some finances. You know, and I was, you know, I said, I need some, I need more finances because of this and this and this. I said, wow, what am I going to do? I need to have another. So I thought about, okay, let's have another multiple source of income. So I began to pray in the spirit. Because for me to have that desire, it's there. But I get this to stood up, I get this to up, I get this to Ah, I just remember, there's this pastor. The pastor is a large church, but has a very thriving business. Has a thriving business also. Call him and ask him, how does he do it? So I put a call to him. This just happened three weeks ago. I said, ah, how do you do this thing? He said, my brother, in fact, he said, not, I, he said, I have a thriving business, but my business is passive because someone runs it and we have a partnership. I said, and by the way, we're even looking for a partner because the demands are more than supply. And I said, really? He said, yeah, yeah. He said this, the kind of business I do, we'll give it back. So I know what he does already. He said, yeah, just give, he said 80% every year in, in um, profits. He said, whatever you give me, you give it 80%. But it's a minimum of a certain amount of a lot of money. I said, really? So I ring the money sent to him. He called me back. He said, you know what? I don't know why I told you that we need a partner. He said, because all my best friends... He said, I've never told anybody that I needed someone to partner with us and give us money. I said, the, the law of faith was working on him. It was when he had told me, he now told, he said, that, he said that if my other closer friend here, wouldn't they feel bad that he told me and he didn't tell them because I'm not close to him. It's not someone I call every month. It's someone I call maybe once in a year. Just from that angle, is a 20-something millionaire annual income without touching capital. Without touching capital. See, but the, see, see the way I pray. I'm not saying, Father, give me money, give me money. Do mm -mm. you know we are establishing grace that's provided? It's not, you say, Father, where is it? It's frustrating when you say, Where is it? and you can't find it. Because sometimes I see, let me tell you, me, you need to pray for my faith to be like the Red faith. Because as I'm talking right now, you think everything is settled in Jesus' name. But as sometimes I'm on it, I'm on it. I'm confessing the word of God. I'm declaring, I'm confessing the word of God. But the thing that no matter what God happens, my perception is that I have it already. My labor is not to get it, it's to enter into the rest that's already mine. That's, that, that, that's, so I'm already a haver. So, I'm not trying to get. Because the one that is trying to get, his image is getting. Me, I'm a haver. So, the seed of happiness in me, my image is to reproduce what I have. I need to ask yourself, let me tell you something. This is what I've shared with you. 
Bible says, see what the Bible says in Corinthians. If God is faithful, he will give seed to the sower. He will always give seed to the sower. To the one that thinks about it that way, he will give seed to Everyone has the seed potentially that can turn into the harvest. Glory to God. And that's where praying in the Spirit comes in. That's where praying in the Spirit comes in. And let me say something to you. I, you know, people feel like, would there ever be a time we don't, we, we just have so much money? You would have. But the problem with money is this. Once you have big vision, vision is always about our resources, most times. And I think the reason why God does it that way is this is a balance. God would always keep you in a place where you have to keep your faith going. Your faith must keep going. Praise the Lord. Your faith must keep going. Have you been blessed today? The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.